I'm Mark Pender for Econa Day with Mark Rogers, Senior Economist for Econa Day. Mark, this week's focus is on the consumer sector with reports out on personal income, motor vehicle sales, and of course the all-important employment situation report on Friday. We're taping Monday afternoon and the personal income report has just posted this morning. Mark, what did you make of it? Well, first, it was stronger than indicated at face value. Uh, income rose 0.3%, matching the pace in December but the wages and salaries component jumped 0.6%. That's uh, where most of the money for consumer spending comes from. So that was quite favorable. Yeah, but the other side of the report, which is the spending, the consumption side, it was down 0.2% uh, after declining 0.3% in December. Uh, were there any special factors we should look at? Yes, uh, the spending number was close to expectations, I believe maybe marginally lower, but uh, the, the current dollar figure was tugged down by lower gasoline prices. Uh, within subcomponents, non-durables plunged 2.2%. So weakness in current dollar spending was primarily price related and if you look at the uh, chain dollar or price adjusted spending figure it came in at z plus 0.3 percent following a 0.1 percent dip in December. So January is actually a good start for f the PE PCE component in first quarter GDP. Okay, so now the non-durables component, the 2.2% plunge, that was a price-related uh, decline tied to gasoline, right? Correct. Now, yes. it, it, explain exactly to everyone uh, the chain-weighted approach. Does this, uh, and, how did, and how that changes the look? Uh, basically, the, the current dollar figures for each component are adjusted by a price index specifically focusing on that component. So when you basically boost the numbers uh, by dividing with a negative number for the non-durables component, it uh, raises the figure in real terms. So uh, spending in real terms physical amounts was actually up in the latest month. And the uh, lower prices for gasoline, now that also has an, infla uh, an inflation effect on the report's inflation readings. Absolutely, and it was well anticipated. Uh, in fact, uh, that's something that the Fed has been discussing, stating that uh, weakness in uh, the PCE price index is is expected to be transitory. It came in at minus 0.5% after a 0.2% dip the month before. February was the third consecutive decline at the headline level. And, when and the, the core was also soft with only a 0.1% rise. And when can we expect to see these uh, inflation readings begin to show some upward traction? 
at the headline level, it's probably going to be it could be two to three months. Uh, core, it's going to be gradual. Um, the Fed wants higher numbers, and it's going to be slow. And the markets now are paying more attention to the year-on-year -year, uh, numbers uh, since uh, that's a, a good way to measure them, and it's a, a good way to get a, a feel for the actual change and, and of course the Fed tracks them and these numbers also known as the year ago data and they're still weak right Mark? Absolutely you know, keep in mind the Fed's target for inflation is two percent the headline year ago figure was a mere 0 0.2 percent core is higher but still below Fed target at 1.3 percent so this is going to play into the hands of the, the doves who want to delay the first policy rate increase until late this year. Well, that 0.2% year-on-year inflation uh, for January, that it, to me is a real eye-grabber. Uh, eye I mean, that's almost no inflation at all. And tomorrow we get um, motor vehicle sales and you pay a special attention to motor vehicle sales is the first indicator of a month in this case February's uh, consumer activity uh, and what are you looking for? Well first of all we have to keep in mind that motor vehicle sales can be volatile, volatile on a monthly basis due to off and on uh, discounts by manufacturers but uh, expectations, analysts are calling for 13.4 uh, million unit uh, pace for domestic sales and that compares to 13.5 million in January total including imports uh, forecasts are for 16.7 million which if actually occurred would match the pace in January so expectations are essentially for a flat figure for February and then of course the big news for February is will be Friday with the employment report uh, before that on Wednesday morning we're gonna get uh, the uh, uh, estimate from ADP uh, they're calling for 220,000 a rise in non-farm payroll. The non-farm payrolls at, by the government are expected to slow to 230 from 257. Well, uh, don't, don't forget ADP's private uh, payrolls only. Private payrolls only, that's right, I'm sorry. The uh, consensus for the private payrolls for Friday is 225, but again, a, slowing, a significant slowing from uh, 267. Would, is that a worrying amount of, of slowing? I don't think so. We've been getting numbers over, I mean, January was relatively strong, and, but we've been getting numbers over 200,000 for several months now. So it looks like uh, we're gaining traction on average. It's just that we're not gaining rapidly. So I, I'm not, if we come up with the consensus number, I'll feel good about it. And what about the unemployment rate? It, it actually went up in uh, January, but still, still pretty healthy looking 5.7%.
That's right, but it went up for a good reason. The labor force participation rate jumped to 62.9% from 62.7%. And what that indicates is that there's some optimism among previously discouraged workers. So they've come back into the labor force. And that's a positive sign. Uh, and in the last month's employment situation report, uh, the participation rate was a big part of what moved markets. So it looks like traders are paying much more attention to the labor force participation rate than they used to. And on a final note, uh, we have the Beige Book, uh, which is the Federal Reserve's uh, anecdotal assessment of conditions across the country. That's coming out on Wednesday. Indeed. Uh, you never know what's going to move the markets out of the Beige Book because it's so wide-ranging. Of course, uh, a big part of the focus will be looking at uh, any anecdotal information on the labor market and especially the wages uh, discussion. And one last thing, Mark, I'm just uh, curious, uh, and uh, our discussion has has been confined today to the really the domestic economy, um, yet we have a lot of uh, global issues. We had a slowing uh, today in the ISM uh, report due uh, in large part to uh, slowing export orders, and we've seen that in a lot of reports. We have a strong dollar that's uh, lowering uh, foreign participation in our economy, and now we have extending troubles out of Russia, but none of this seems to have uh, affected the markets too much. Uh, how should we, is, is uh, the American economy so big that it can rely entirely on the domestic consumer? The U.S does not depend on the foreign sector as much as other countries do. That's the biggest factor that's uh, let the U.S. continue to grow. It's simply not as big a part of the economy. It does make a difference to manufacturing more than other sectors. Uh, it, the foreign sector clearly can soften growth and I believe it has, uh, but yes, the, the non-foreign sector of the U.S. economy is large enough that it, it can continue to grow. Thank you very much as always, Mark Rogers of Econa Day. I'm Mark Pender for Econa Day.